my dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, I wish you a very happy Corpus Christi Sunday. It's the Feast of the Body and Blood of Jesus, and I get to record this podcast with Tyler. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Father. How are you doing? I love this feast. It's one of my favorites. I actually offered my first Mass on the Feast of Corpus Christi. Oh. So I take June 5th as the anniversary of my ordination, but in order to stretch out the parties, I uh, don't take June 6th as the anniversary to celebrate my first Mass. I take Corpus Christi. So go. it's my feast day, and I'm going to be feasting on this uh, great absolutely. day of Corpus well, Christi. Well, happy uh, anniversary of your ordination a few days ago, uh, and happy anniversary of your first, first mass. mass. 24 years ago on wow. the Feast of Corpus Christi, I offered my very first Mass. That's exciting. Great, mo- great moment. This is a great moment to be able to celebrate your first Mass, and I, I look forward mm-hmm. to talking more about Corpus Christi as we get into it. Um, but... Uh, you know, this is, uh, we're in the summertime, people are enjoying all their, this beautiful weather, although it's been, you know, a lot more rain recently, which I'm really enjoying having spent part of my life in Oregon. <laughs> That's um, right, you can have it. Um, but, you know, one of the things in summer is, is baseball. Oh, and and yeah. you had mentioned a couple days ago, I remember hearing you saying you, were, you someone giving you tickets to the Rockies game. I did game. get tickets to the Rockies game. So I'm going um, with Father Garcia in a couple of weeks to watch the Braves. Oh, exciting. Uh, so I thought, like, let's we could talk about baseball. But I, I grew up loving baseball. I mm. That was, like, the main thing I did. I played baseball all the time. Loved it. Loved watching it. But my, my love for baseball is in, in a painful moment. What's that? Well, I, I love the Rockies. Yeah. But they don't like winning. <laughs> Evidently not. That's not a priority for them. <laughs> and, and and it's it's hard and it's it's a painful experience for me well, in some ways. Evidently they've heard my preaching, so I often tell people God loves us for who we are and not for what we do. And the Rockies <laughs> have taken that to heart. They don't have to do anything good. They're just loved for who they are. And so I'm feeling like that we should update that a little bit, except for the Rockies. <laughs> the Rockies should be loved for what they do and not for who they are. I I, I <laughs> wish they they would do bad. Do better, um, but I do love baseball. Any, I mean, you're going to a game. Yeah, baseball is one of those things you can't predict how people are going to do. It's just one inning can change the entire <laughs> game. It usually does. In fact, I remember being in the sixth grade, and um, yeah, as I was in that gangly stage of, of getting bigger because I have a big body, um, my hand-eye coordination would be a little bit off. And I remember the the uh, fly ball was coming to me, and I was out in right field. And I put up my glove and I caught it. And there was a moment in which I thought, wow, I actually caught it. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be able to catch that one. And so, you know, it's just unexpected things happen in the midst of these games. I think that's why I love the, hmm. the game of, of baseball is because it's so such a small detail can throw things off can. such a, a long way. It's just, I mean, it was there one out or two outs. And then that changes the whole way Absolutely. that you would do a play. And there's so much strategy behind it. There's so mm. much thinking. It's not a mindless game. Honestly, uh, no offense to linebackers, but how much <laughs> strategy is there there? I mean, it's just push as hard as you can. <laughs> but with baseball, you don't always push as hard as you can. Here's a, a great image from a recent Rockies game where uh, the pitcher caught the ball after the after um, the, um, the, uh, the the batter had hit it. Pitcher caught it, and then he's going to throw to second. And the... Um, the uh, second baseman wasn't in place yet mm. to be able to catch the ball. And had he not hesitated for just a second, he would have thrown the ball away and then the, the runner could have could have gone forward. Right. So you can't just go as fast as you can. you no. got to pace it. you got to get the timing just right in order to actually play the game right. I think that's why I love that game of baseball. You definitely got to pay attention. I remember playing once and I was I, I played third base and I, from, my brain told me there's a runner on first. There's a runner on first. There was no runner on first. The ball came to me. I threw the ball a second to get that runner out. 
there was no one there. And- <laughs> <laughs> it just, just went to nowhere. So one of my favorite stories of, of baseball comes from a friend of mine who was coaching, and he was coaching peewee. So the, the kids would put the ball up on the tee and then hit it. Mm-hmm. These are kids that are barely able to run. So a kid made it to first base, and so he told the kid from first base, the coach told him, okay, now when your, cla- when your classmate hits the ball, you're going to go all the way to third base. He didn't want the kid stranded at second base. Nobody could tell him what to do. It would be a mess. And so the kid said, hey, do you understand? Understand, and the and the the boy said, "Yes, I understand. I'm going to go to third base." So they hit the ball, and he took off right over the pitcher's mound, went from first base, first base, third base. So I left out the detail. You're supposed to touch second base on your way by. That is what happens in baseball. Little details. Well, we you know love summer, love baseball activities. I hope everyone's enjoying their summer thus far. Um, but our 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 parish our our sponsor for the podcast this week. Is is the Metanoia um, video series that the Catholic Daughters of America have been doing? Um, they're finishing up their their one that they're doing this this Tuesday, June thirteenth. Um, and what they this film series is titled Metanoia, and it's it's by Father Dave Pivanka, who's the president at Steubenville University. Uh, and it's it's diving into the questions of who is Jesus and you know what we do to inherit eternal life. Uh, and so they're having their last one this Tuesday, June thirteenth, yeah. from nine a.m. to ten thirty in the community center. So last chance to get on the program is this absolutely. upcoming Tuesday. Um, even if you've never been, sh- show up. Why not come? Yeah. See what it is, and, they, and maybe they can point you in the direction to watch more. If of you it. don't like it, you can resolve you're not coming back to the exactly. others. Exactly. your last one. Exactly. <laughs> can we t- talk about the sequence? I want to, to go into the sequence for Corpus Christi because it's just so beautiful, but we should talk about what a sequence is a little bit, Tyler. I was going to say, like, we I hear this word sequence, and, and we had one last weekend at, at Pentecost, but. Yeah. We don't always know what's going on there, so would you explain it? So a sequence is ancient poetry. So this poetry uh, for the um, Easter, no, for the Corpus Christi sequence was written by St. Thomas Aquinas. And it got picked up by the church. It was sung in Latin for, mm. for years and years. And as the liturgy got revived, the the um, cleric said, it's too beautiful to, to get rid of the, this sequence in the liturgy. There used to be many more sequences mm. written into the Roman Missal. But in the revisions, they took the sequences out. But this one has remained. It's too beautiful to set to one side. So um, the sequence is, has been usually sung, but it's always before the gospel. That's the, It's placed mm. in the liturgy. It's right before the Alleluia in the um, in the sacred liturgy and it's normally in Latin is the is the genre for a sequence and so we translate it into English and we do the best we can but um, yeah because they, for poetry to have some resonance we have to know what the what the words mean right. so in some way we have translated it but um, yeah they tell me that it's uh, it's clanky in English and in the Latin it has such rhythm to it so give it a little bit of credit even if you don't like the poetry as we read it, just trust that it sounds even better than the original. <laughs> but it's um, an opportunity to be with our brothers and sisters throughout the world mm. who are having some beautiful poetry together and, and listening to some poetry. Could I share the the sequence for Corpus Christi with everybody? And and I apologize if my ability to read poetry doesn't do it the, the justice that it deserves. But, but even an attempt at beauty is better than no attempt at all. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Okay, so here's the sequence for Corpus Christi. Loud, O Zion, your salvation, laud with hymns of exaltation, Christ your King and Shepherd true. Bring him all the praise you know, he is more than you bestow, never can you reach his due. Special theme for glad thanksgiving is the quickening and the living, bread today before you set. 
from his hands of old partaken, as we know by faith unshaken, were the twelve at supper met. Full and clear ring out your chanting, joy nor sweet grace be wanting, from your heart let praises burst. For today the feast is holden, when the institution olden of that supper was rehearsed. Hear the new law's new oblation, by the new king's revelation, end of forms of ancient rite. Now the new, the old effaces, turn away the shadow chases, light dispels the gloom of night. What he did at supper seated, Christ ordained to be repeated, his memorial ne'er to cease. And his rule for glad, and his rule for guidance taken, bread and wine we hallow making, thus our sacrifice of peace. This the truth each Christian learns, bread into his flesh he turns, to his precious blood the wine. Sight has failed, nor thought conceives, but a dauntless faith believes, resting on a power divine. Here beneath these signs are holden, priceless things to sense forbidden, signs not things are all we see. Blood is poured and flesh is broken, yet in neither wondrous token, Christ entire we know to be. Whoever of this food partakes, does not rend the Lord nor breaks, Christ is whole to all that taste. Thousands are as one receivers, one as thousands of believers, eats of him who cannot waste. Bad and good the feast are sharing, of what divers dooms preparing, endless death or endless life. Life to these, to those damnation, see how like participation is with unlike issues rife. When the sacrament is broken, doubt not, but believes tis spoken, that each served outward token doth the very whole contain. Not the precious gift divides, breaking but the sign betides. Jesus still the same abides, still unbroken does remain. Lo, the angel's food is given to the pilgrim who has striven. See the children's blood from heaven, which on dogs may not be spent. Truth the ancient types fulfilling, Isaac bound a victim willing, Paschal land is its blood spilling, manna to the fathers sent. Very bread, good shepherd, tend us, Jesu of your love befriend us. You refresh us, you defend us, your eternal goodness send us in the land of life to see. You who all things can and know, who on earth such food bestow, grant us with your saints thou lowest, where the heavenly feast you show. From him heirs and guests to be. Amen. Amen. Alleluia. Mm. I feel like I want to say the word of the Lord. It's just such packed <laughs> with such expressions within it. First, a little bit on the on the poetical um, system. The normal pattern in the sequence is, I've been told, A-A-C-B-B-C. So it means the first two lines have a rhyme. Uh, so at the beginning of the very first line, salvation. The second line, exaltation. And then uh, true is the next one. So that's A-A-Z. True is Z. And then we pick up with B-B. Um, know and bestow, 
but then do goes back with true. Mm. So it's Z once again. So that's the pattern that, that is set forth for us in this poetical sense. So those of you who mm. love poetry and I love mechanics will, um, will uh, find that to be beautiful. I love the expressions, though. Do any of the expressions jump out at you, Tyler? Yeah, I'm trying to go back. There was a handful of them. I was making notes as we were even going through. Uh, again, um, I don't want to jump too far down, but uh, you can jump far down. Um, but as it gets toward the end, is the best right, ones right. that cannot be spent um, on dogs or or to life to these to those damnation. Oh, that's so exciting and scary all at the same time. You know, I, I just I love the idea. Of, you know, jumping back to the idea of you know, truth the ancient types fulfilling. Isaac found a willing victim. Mm. Pascal Lamb is life blood spilling. Man to the Father, like this connection back to you know Abraham willing to sacrifice his only son, yeah, uh, uh, and then you know, but God st- staying the hand because it wasn't mm-hmm. time yet for the the lamb to be sacrificed, and like mm-hmm. this this beauty of this 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 imagery of connecting what we celebrate now back to this this ancient. It's a type. They, this poetry uses the word type. So um, truth, the ancient types fulfilling. Isaac was a type mm. of Jesus Christ, and Abraham was a type of Jesus Christ too. So Abraham was faithful. Jesus had to play the role of both Abraham and, and Isaac, Isaac on the cross mm. to deliver one over and then to be the beloved one that is delivered over. He's both types at the same time. Mm. He's also the type of the lamb. Mm-hmm. So from the ancient um, scriptures, from the Old Testament, all of these types get us ready for Jesus as a prefiguration right. of the salvation that we're about to have in Jesus. And that comes out in that in that strophe that he is um, the Paschal Lamb. So he's the type of Isaac, the type of Abraham, the type of the Paschal Lamb, and also the type of manna. Mm. So you have to get to manna if you're going to yeah, get to the Eucharist. We've got to eat this sacrifice at some point. I would like to back up to um, the... Whosoever of this food partakes does not rend the Lord nor breaks. Mm. You're not going to be able to get rid of Jesus just by eating him at all. By consuming all of the of the Eucharist, it's it's infinite. Mm. Christ continues to give us his body and his blood. It doesn't make him him empty. Um, and thousands are as one receivers. So imagine how many people are receiving communion with you this this mm. uh, this Sunday. That'd be an interesting statistic. How many people receive communion every Sunday worldwide? Right. I mean, millions and millions, but right. how many? I, I that would be fascinating to. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. The church has records, but they're but they're all as one. They are, they all say Amen, just like we do, right. and it's the same Eucharist that we receive. Millions are as one. Here it says thousands, but I would put millions Absolutely. are as one receivers, and one as thousands of believers. Each of him who cannot waste. One as thousands. So we're, we're all one. We all come together as one. Then it gets into that line that I referenced earlier. Bad and good, the feast are sharing. So um, wouldn't it be just easy if we were all perfect and then we said to all those sinners, you're all bad. Um, but we're all good and bad. We're, we're a mixed bag inside of our souls. And that's why we begin every Mass by saying, I confess to Almighty God and you, my brothers and sisters, that I greatly sin. We acknowledge that, that we're sinners. So um, good and bad, the feast are sharing. We all come together. And... Um, but some don't acknowledge their sinfulness. Some don't come to right. the Lord repentantfulness. So the line says, life to these, to those damnation. What's the distinction? So if we're receptive to Jesus, if our response is, amen, yes, Lord, then life is ours. 
But if we're rejecting Jesus, if we say, no, me, not you, mm. then damnation. And we receive communion with that sense of damnation, of, of rejecting God. We, we bring a condemnation upon ourselves. Mm. That's why we don't have open communion in the church. We have to have, to have some acknowledgement that Jesus right. is Lord in order to receive the Lord. Otherwise, we're bringing damnation among our, ourselves by worthy, receiving the Lord unworthily. We have to be humble and mm. receive the Lord. We could go on. We could go on. There's every every stanza. There's something we could dive deep into. Um, but this is an invitation for the listeners to be prayerful on this this weekend. Uh, absolutely. The As, let that be your prayer meditation. Right. Like and 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 continue with it. Look it up. You know, you can go to the the USCCB's website. Look at the mass readings. And you can check out the sequence as well. Mm. And continue to reflect on that this week and and, and maybe over this next. This whole summer, as as we enter into this this Eucharistic revival time as well, and just having the opportunity to let these beautiful words from a, a wonderful saint um, speak into us to dive us deeper into our faith. Amen. Um, so uh, just leave it there. We don't have to exhaust the whole thing. That's the the absolutely. an error of poetry is that we explain the whole thing away. Right. Just let it speak. You, you got the taste now. Now go now go consume the rest. <laughs> beautiful. Um, Father, as we go forth uh, this this Corpus Christi weekend, would you give yeah, us your blessing? Absolutely. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Now, mighty God, bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.